the guy who's trying to speak to us a little bit in English tells us, hey, I have this girlfriend coming. She's super tall, really long legs, beautiful girl. We're going to go and we're going to party at a sauna. Do you guys want to come? Всем привет and welcome back to another episode of the Vodka Podcast with me, Connor Klein. This is the Czar Experience and I'm going to continue where I left off in the last episode of the Vodcast. So um, if you haven't listened to the previous two episodes and maybe you want to go back and look at those as well, um, I'm going to put cards to my guests above if you're watching this in YouTube. If you're watching it on, if you're listening to this on the podcast, then just go back to the previous episodes of this podcast and you'll be able to listen to them because in the first two episodes I start the trip with my sensei who I referred to back in vodka vodka's number five in my dating journey in in Ukraine and I'm just describing our first trip together in uh, Eastern Europe and all the crazy things that happened and how you can learn from my experience on this trip in particular because so much happened in the space of 12 days I think it's really illustrative and the reason why I'm telling these stories, making this kind of a story time, Connor's story time uh, once a week is because you asked for it. I pulled you guys back uh, about two months ago and you really were really enthusiastic about having this kind of format. Uh, so I'm going to be, this is the third video of this uh, series of stories about the first trip. So we started in uh, in Bucharest in Romania, then went to Moldova, to Chisinau, then to Belts. And uh, I left off when we were at the border after a really arduous trip I had through northern uh, Moldova by Marshutka, which is like a local, a local bus. Actually, today I'm speaking to you from Odessa in Ukraine. I'm actually on the balcony of my Airbnb apartment here. And um, yeah, it's actually very derelict ar around me, but I find it interesting because this is just literally 20, 30 meters from the main pedestrian street, Derebosovskaya. Um, in Odessa. It's kind of like one of these traditional courtyards you see in Odessa just behind me and uh, none of it's been maintained so actually rent is really really cheap here even though it's got like prime location. I have a pretty badass apartment actually. It has a, a roof up where I'll actually probably shoot the next episode just above here and give you a look uh, so that you see this as well. So we are at the border and um, you know the bus driver lets us off and we have to exit Moldova. There's like a there's like a, a bridge across and there's like a tiny path for pedestrians to go across and we present our passports to uh, Moldovan immigration and uh, I just had this feeling with the border guard there's something a little bit dodgy about him like he spoke to me in Russian very quickly in Moldova their official language is Romanian but almost everybody also speaks Russian so it's often used as a lingua franca and uh, yeah I answered his question um, he looked at me a little bit warily surprised that I spoke in replied in Russian and then he took uh, my friend's passport and he looked at it spoke said something in Russian he didn't understand and he said oh we have a problem with your passport okay fine I mean for me I didn't necessarily think anything untoward about it five minutes go by ten minutes go by some other guy come and taking the passport no sign of it coming back to resolve the problem and I asked in Russian uh, the border guard yeah where's my friend's passport what the hell is going on with it he's like yeah 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 just wait so my friend starts to get a little bit um, techie about it and he decides to go into the office where they've disappeared with his passport and at the time he's carrying his big DSLR, DSLR camera with him. Uh, I didn't have a vlogging camera this is why I have to describe this five years later to you guys if only it had the same uh, vlogging setup I have today like 
would have been, well, we can't change the past. So he did have this camera. And um, so I'm waiting for him for like a minute or two, kind of gazing across the bridge, which is very strange. Like we're talking about, like this is the border between Moldova and Ukraine. And there were these people selling potatoes on the bridge. I guess it was kind of like, uh, maybe not controlled on the bridge if you sell the potatoes there, but they were like huge bags of these black potatoes. So it's kind of, this is an odd scene. Anyways, my friend comes back to me five minutes later with two border guards in tow wearing kind of the Shapka um, Yushenka hats, big hats like this. And what is he doing? He's posing for photos with them. So he's like snapping them on his DSLR, on his camera, on his DSLR. And uh, he's actually posing with them as well. And um, the one of the border guards come up to me, speaks to me in Russian, uh, saying, yeah, we don't speak English, but uh, yeah, just, just make sure you don't put the photos on Facebook because we might get in trouble. So whatever problem there was, apparently when he appeared with a camera and uh, started snapping photos, they decided the problem was quickly resolved without asking for any money or anything. So that's probably a good tip for you that, um, yeah, if, if there's something going on there where they claim there's a problem and there really isn't a problem, maybe they're hoping that you might give them some money, then apparently having a camera kind of changes all that because they definitely don't want to be recorded um, or be identifiable afterwards. So that's a good tip for you. So we got the passport back uh, immediately and he, he explained they hadn't stamped it correctly. But yeah, this is, this is not really the problem from, what I can, from, from, from my point of view. So we then get our suitcases and we have to drag them across this bridge. Now it's probably 100 meters maybe. And as I said, it's like a, there's like a small footbridge part of it um, to get across these people selling huge bags of black potatoes. The potatoes were really black. And I grew up in Ireland and I've never seen black potatoes. Maybe it's something that's more common in this part of the world. And it was actually annoying trying to get around them because the foot, foot pedestrian part was so small uh, it was hard to get our suitcases around. So we get to the other side and um, there are, from what I can see, two male uh, Ukrainian border guards. Now I've described my first trip in a Ukraine in a previous episode of the vodcast this is back in episode nine uh, when I was accused of being a spy so this time this this was not the case um, but something else interesting happened at this border crossing so my friend he's beside me and he leans in to me and he says Connor tell me all the Ukrainian girls look like this border card and I only see these two dudes so I'm like what if ah there's a third one there there was this pretty girl with the uh, shopka um, which I guess if you grew up in the West is kind of iconic. We think about it from the Cold War, these uh, beautiful Russian or Soviet um, border guards or police or soldiers with the Shapka, Shapka Yushchenko. Um, so it's kind of an iconic image and she's standing there and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much par for the course. Um, I then asked the border guards, uh, yeah, where do we get the bus to Vinitsa? Now Vinitsa is a mid-sized town in Ukraine that's between Kiev and the border. It's like in the western part of central Ukraine and uh, the border guard takes me out one of the guys starts chatting to me why are we here apparently like we're basically the only Westerners who would show up uh, in this in this on this border crossing it's pretty obscure and after smoking cigarette chatting for five minutes he he brings me back and then just when we're about to take off uh, he says so your friend he likes our girl right and I was like, yeah, sure. She's the first Ukrainian girl that he's met. And she's amazing, the perfect example of the beauty of Ukrainian women. Um, and he's just really, really amazed. And uh, of course she was super flattered by all this. I was like to my friend, well, if you wanna stay in this uh, border town, you're welcome to hang out for the evening here if you want, but he declined. And we got on the bus to go to, um, to Vinitsa. So 
There you see just the fact that we're unusual. We have a nice little interaction with the border guards. Uh, even my friend got to flirt a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just something that if you're traveling on the path less traveled, uh, then these are the kind of things that are more likely to happen than if you're like in I know Piazza San Marco in uh, Venezia in Venice, um, which is a beautiful place. I'm not knocking it, but it's not going to be the same kind of like novelty factor for people there. Obviously, but that's another reason to think about just a different experience when traveling, just the warmth of people and the curiosity and these exchanges. So we get on the bus and we go to Vinitsa. Now uh, it's Sunday night, um, and my friend wants to go out, so I say, okay, I know there's a name, of, I know the name of a club here. Uh, let's go and do it. I wasn't super excited. I was pretty exhausted. As I said, having to get on this bus, doing this a crazy trip all the way from Belts to Vinitz in one day. I was destroyed. But anyway, I said, okay, that's the nature of this trip. Sleep is uh, for the week. So we, uh, we go to where the address is. I don't see anything on the street. Everything looks, um, you know, there's no lights on anywhere. So I'm like, okay, this is odd. There were two guys standing in the street and um, was it two or was it three? It was two or three guys anyways, uh, young guys. And I said, hey, where is Ferrede? That was the name of the club in Vinica that I'd heard about. So um, they told me, actually, it's not open on a Sunday. It's there, but it's not open. So we start talking to these guys. Um, one of them spoke a tiny bit of English. He wanted to be kind of enthusiastic to, to practice it. And um, well, obviously, then I communicated in Russian and interpreted for my friend. Uh, one of the, the guy who's trying to speak to us a little bit in English tells us, hey, I have this girlfriend coming. She's super tall, really long legs, beautiful girl. We're going to go and we're going to party at a sauna. Do you guys want to come? And I have this split second in which to, to think about it and process it and assess these guys and their promise of a girl coming, one of their girlfriends, and it being a sauna party. And I was knowing nothing about Vinica. And I was like, hell yeah we're gonna go and uh, hit the sauna party so uh, because we didn't really have any other option for where they could see if we wanted to do something so and I didn't and looking at the guys in the interaction I said these guys are not criminals they're not there's no danger coming from them they're just really enthusiastic to meet some Westerners um, who have come here to their town which is really unusual like there aren't so many tourists who go to Vinica so um, there was a little bit of a lull <laughs> in the conversation, which was we agreed. I was wondering, is this such a good idea? We got into taxi. Their girlfriend did come. Uh, she was tall. She did have long legs. She was very pretty. So I was like, okay, all good so far. So we pick up some alcohol and some snacks, and we get in a taxi with these guys. And you know, we're driving for 20 minutes. I mean, it is not a big place. So I'm like, we're on the outskirts of Vinica with all these communist high rises, right? Which is most of the city. Uh, most cities, right, in the former Soviet Union to a great extent. So we're like driving up. My friend is like, are you sure it's a good idea? We haven't just been, you know, kidnapped or something. I'm like, well, they say the sun is out here. So we get to this, like, building in a housing estate. Um, and uh, the sun is actually in the bottom floor. So it's in a normal building in a residential area. So we go into it. Uh, and turned out that they were all working at the same restaurant and they had a kind of just a party all amongst themselves. So we get in, there's like maybe, I don't know, six girls, maybe another two guys, um, maybe seven girls or something like that, and us too. So obviously everybody is super excited with the new guests who have been brought, uh, brought, to, the, brought to the party. And we proceed uh, to start um, you know, toasting as you do in Ukraine. Um, it's not like you just say cheers or budmo. 
uh, or you just you have to give a little bit of a speech so they're toasting to the new friendship uh, toasting to Ukraine I don't know and um, my friend he doesn't drink alcohol um, and that's normally fine I just drink his alcohol if he's ordered some uh, being an Irishman you know uh, by birth and um, the only issue is at a Ukrainian sauna party like to explain the, con the context like there's a sauna uh, obviously a sauna complex with several rooms there's like a swimming pool and then there's an entertainment room and they've rented it for the evening and uh, but trying to like keep up with a bunch of enthusiastic Ukrainian young people drinking is hard enough but trying to do it uh, and then having to drink my buddy's alcohol at the same time not a very good idea I <laughs> don't recommend that's probably a big lesson for you don't drink twice as much uh, at twice the pace as Ukrainian so basically I'm knocking back my drink and then taking his knocking back his after a while um, you know I said I can't keep this up I think I've had like I've had six shots by two in the last hour like I'm gonna be dead <laughs> you're gonna have to bring me to the hospital eventually like if I keep going like this so we're gonna have to stop um, uh, like I just can't you're just gonna have to leave your drink on the table or something anymore I can't keep drinking it so next shot comes next round toasted knock it down boom my friend just puts his lips puts it down again and um, they all look at me and they say someone's not drinking it's you it's me the guy just drank 13 shots of alcohol fuck so of course to prove <laughs> that I was actually drinking I had to knock back his one then they poured another two and basically I had to back knock back another two again so I think at this stage we're up to like 16 shots of vodka so you know it takes a while for that to hit you but fortunately the sauna I, I guess you sweat it out or something I'm not really sure but we go we start messing around in the sauna of course there's guys and girls we're not naked uh, to be clear for those of you who are from maybe Western Europe like Germany where it was naked in a sauna in a public sauna as well um, in Ukraine people well at least when I went uh, they actually wear their kind of swimwear so um, they're not completely naked, but of course they're guys and girls, young. Um, we start making out. I'm, I start making out with the, uh, the pretty girl, the one who was tall, whatever. And um, my friend also was talking to a girl there, um, trying to create some nice rapport. But it's really hard because he doesn't speak Russian. And she tells me at one stage, um, yeah, uh, I like your friend, but uh, I don't speak, you know, I only speak in, uh, Russian, Ukrainian, and just a couple of words, English and uh, Arabic. And I was like, you speak Arabic? And she's like, yeah, but I don't want to talk about it. And my friend actually does speak Arabic as well. So I was like, Habibi, <laughs> like, El Arabi, El Arabi. And he looks at me like this. I said, just speak to her in bloody Arabic. We, we had spoken to each other at times in Spanish because it's kind of like a cryptolect, which means like a secret language. You want to say something and you don't want people beside you to understand and pickle. You know another foreign language that you have in common because uh, obviously English is more international so people might understand you but what we do is uh, a lot of time between us we'll just speak in Spanish so anyways he starts speaking in Spanish boom works out perfectly he managed to meet this girl actually spoke pretty good Arabic uh, so they were actually able to communicate finally which obviously facilitated them hooking up together at the sauna party so this is pretty decadent as you can imagine imagine if you remember we're on the street at 11 p.m. on a Sunday would have closed club in, for, in front of us and then suddenly we're at the sauna party with pretty girls a uh, really good rapport with the guys uh, everything's going like amazingly so one stage I pick up this tall girl and I go to the pool part and I go to throw her into the pool before me um, and I slipped now the edge of the, the pool uh, had this kind of like it was in marble had this kind of like a, how do you call this an architecture but kind of a 
lump. <laughs> so as I'm going to throw her in, I slip and my leg lines bang right on that marble lump um, on the edge of the pool. And I'm just like, of course, I fall in like, like a head first afterwards with her. I just feel this pain, even though I'm pretty drunk from all the vodka I've drunk. Uh, and I'm like, damn, I don't know. Is my leg broken or something? Because I look down, there's blood everywhere, even though obviously I'm in a pool, so it's been washed away. And I feel, it feels really sore. I'm saying this is not the kind of situation where when I go to a hospital, uh, I look up and there's this guy um, looking at me, not very happy. Um, so anyways, it turns out he's the chef in the restaurant and he's shown up late. And I had the impression he might've had something or liked this girl and then wasn't very happy to show up at the party late and find her obviously arm in arm. Uh, with this other dude. So um, he looks at me very uh, aggressively. I'm in pain from my leg. Anyways, we, are, we all go to his place, don't know why, for an after party. Um, I was staged like, apparently, uh, the guy was from somewhere like Dagestan, somewhere in the North Caucasus, if I remember. Anyways, we had a little bit of a confrontation, and, but like uh, quite often with people from this region, we had a shot of vodka together, and then we were best buddies, smoked some shisha and everything went really well the party went on till 10 a.m in the morning uh, and then we kind of crawled home so that was what happens when you start out on a sunday 11 p.m closed club and you, you know you just start talking to people and you're able to make the correct assessment on whether whether to trust people or not to trust people and that comes with just intuition a lot of the time or previous reference experiences uh on judging whether someone's a threat or not whether they're genuine and then suddenly you're at this crazy party until 10 a.m sauna girls alcohol amazing memories i have the amazing memory because i actually have a scar on my leg as a result of falling into the pool that time so i get to remember that evening every morning more or less when i wake up and i actually look at my leg i have a small scar so the lesson for you guys from this is like yes you should be open to new experiences and obviously when you meet people but always make that that assessment on whether the people are genuine whether they're going to scam you maybe they're going to kidnap you often happen in other countries in episode um episode nine i described when i did have problems when i didn't trust the right people and you know all these things happen someone tried to steal my phone i got drugged for 36 hours go back and watch those episodes for sure in episode nine of the vodka podcast and you get to see how i've developed and how i kind of developed this sense about who you can trust and um who you can't and that's just what it leads to these uh these are just amazing memories so the next day we did go out again we went to a club um that was like for staff uh basically a staff party because it was a monday so you might think a small town on monday is anything going to be going on that was that was our impression our, our um, impression before we went out that night uh, and actually the city was all quiet went to the club that was recommended nothing going on around midnight came back at one o'clock packed absolutely packed because that's what it is it's where the staff who normally work during the week they go there and they let loose on a monday and um, we got the best table in the club uh, it was a little bit more elevated uh, facing the dance floor and we just had an amazing uh, evening um, my friend actually paid the bill in the club um, I think to compensate for getting me so drunk the night before. But anyways, we had just like, obviously, alcohol there the whole time. Met lots of local girls, brought them there. The club actually was 70% female. Um, which is a good thing to explain to you guys. Like, uh, probably you go out and maybe you're from the US, maybe from Western Europe. And inevitably, it's always going to be more guys than girls in the club, which doesn't set up a very good dynamic for you. Um, just the whole atmosphere, there are too many guys, testosterone, they're knowing the girls. You know, there's less girls than guys. So, you know, it's not obviously um, a 
target-rich environment for meeting women. But this was, and we still joke about um, just how incredible the ratio was there. It was like 70% girls, uh, young, beautiful, and my friend paid the bill, and I think we just went through Anahami bottles of Champanskaya throughout the evening, probably five or six, a few cocktails. The whole bill, somewhere like 45 US dollars, like 40 euros, that's really all we spent um, between us, uh, and be well, between us as a group, because some we made about five or six new, new, new friends over the evening. Uh, and that's another thing to, to bear in mind. We still talk about Vinitsa on a Monday night because of that, because of the ratio and the, and the price. And that's what you get when you travel, right? Um, to this part of Europe and you find places that are not as well traveled where you can be you know more of a novelty um, that you're open to new experiences and you just get you know these kind of just amazing experiences and like really local experiences that's really traveling that's really getting to know the the local culture you're not being in a touristic resort I mean Odessa is an amazing city but it is very touristic like if you went to Arcadia here forget it you're not a novelty it's not that cheap and the ratio is not 70% girls, it's gonna be 70% guys, if not even worse. So this is kind of the message to you. Um, um, the big message from this video is like, go travel where people don't normally travel and you will have a rewarding experience. It's not gonna be as easy, it's not gonna be as comfortable. I had to sit on a Mershuka, a terrible, you know, I just didn't bus in the worst roads of you in Europe probably close to that um, we had issues with the border guards but you know you learn how to deal with these things through reference experiences and just you know being more streetwise so I want you to take the, that message out of this this video um, if you have been to the cities on this itinerary and you had a similar experience a very different experience maybe you've also gone somewhere less traveled less touristic and just had amazing experiences with the local people and you know welcoming you uh, like what happens in moldova uh, in the previous episode also here in western ukraine like drop a comment below write a comment there below the video You're not just talking to me i do read all the intelligent intelligent comments and i try my best to respond to you all um, even if that's difficult at times because of the number of them but you're also helping the other guys in this community that we're developing who are really passionate interested about traveling to eastern europe uh, you're sharing your experiences and they can also help you maybe uh, by replying to your comments so definitely go and do that if you're new to the channel and you haven't subscribed um, then of course you have that red subscribe button and make sure that you whack the notification bell beside it uh, because that's how you get notified of these Vodka Vodka episodes as well as my other videos. I have the tip Thursday that comes out on most Thursdays and then I have my travel vlogs or just other videos that you're going to see uh, and um, at the moment I've been focusing for the last like, almost year I guess now. I've been focusing for like the last Eight, nine months on eastern europe um the real raw east of europe and you know it's just been amazing again today in odessa two young american guys came up to me they said hey uh, we love your videos uh really helped us when we were traveling the guys have been here actually for an extended trip they told me nine months they have been to lviv Kharkiv, as well as odessa and kiev and they told me that they really appreciated uh the videos and that's the kind of stuff that really makes me motivated to keep going and keep developing uh delivering uh the value in these videos so until next week and the next uh story in this series because now we're going to be heading to kiev the capital of ukraine on the next leg and it's just after your maidan the revolution it's probably april if i remember 2014 and you're going to get a, a small taste of what it was like to be there after the revolution i do i will have another 
podcast episode about actually what it's like to be on the square because I was there twice during the revolution. Give you a little bit of a taste of what it was like to be there during a major European political event. Have a great afternoon if you're watching it in the same time zone as I am at the moment. Otherwise, have a fantastic evening. Good morning. And I will see you and all your smiling, enthusiastic faces for this part of the world in the next video. Desvedania. Sar Experience.